Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Winter moths. I know that sounds kind of strange, but yes, it's the only moth you're going to see in New England in the winter. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I am Wendell Waters. I'm Chris Stevens. And this is Wendell in the Wild. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Um, so winter moths, uh, they're considered a pest. Uh, and if you are a, a homeowner in New England, in Massachusetts, um, you may be considering them a pest. They tend to defoliate trees. And uh, some years, there are so many that it seems like it's snowing. Wow. Outside. So if they defoliate trees and they're around, they're around in the summer as well? or Excellent question. Uh, they, the adults come out in the winter to breed. Okay. And the female will lay eggs. And the thing that is defoliating is the caterpillars. Oh. They come out later in the summer. In the summertime. Okay. Right, right. So, so let's talk about first just a little bit about the winter moth in general. What you're seeing is a very nondescript brownish beige, fairly small moth. Poor little thing. I know. <laughs> Needs <And> some bling. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, and what you're seeing is, is the male. If you're okay. seeing an actual, what looks to you like an actual moth, that's the male. How big are they? They are, uh, let's see, uh, maybe an inch and a half, two inches across okay. wingspan. Okay. Maybe, maybe not even that big. Um, that's the males. Now, the females, they don't have wings like the males do. Huh. The females, when they emerge, they'll climb up, and this is why you see them on the back of a house. Okay. They'll climb up a tree or the back of a building, and they send out a pheromone that says, I'm ready to mate, and that attracts the male. But the, the females are very, very small. You might not even know you're looking at a moth. Wow. Yeah, they're very little. Yeah, because I'm trying to think if I've seen... The, I know I've seen the males. Yeah. I know I've come in at night with the light on yep. and seen them on, like you said, on the house, on the screen. Yeah. And I'm like, what are these? Do the, do the females, even though they don't have wings like the males, do they fly? They do not. They're flightless. Huh. Yes, right. that's right. They actually climb. Then I don't, I don't know if I've seen females. Now I'm going to have to look for them. Just look closely. Yeah. I still have some females at my house. Okay. Yeah. But um, it was an interesting year. Because I had very few winter moths this year. Really? Last year, I had a blizzard, literally, <laughs> of winter moths. I'd see them when I was driving home. They hit in the front of the car. Well, that's what I do remember turning on. Um, we have a motion sensor on our back porch. Okay. We have a motion sensor light. And I do remember seeing the light come on sometimes. And there would just be this flurry. Yeah. But they were very small. Mm -hmm. and, I, yeah. and that's why I didn't know if they were maybe the female moths or what they were. But, nope. Okay. If you're seeing flurrying, that's, that's the Yeah, males. and there were, there were. Like you said, it was like a little blizzard. It yeah. was like a snowstorm. Very interesting. Yeah. And this year, now anecdotally, what I'm hearing out there is that in a lot of places, there were not nearly as many this year. Hmm. And I'm hearing from some people they haven't even seen any yet. Really? So that's interesting. Is it have to do with weather or is it have to... I mean, because it's been sort of unseasonably warm. That's true. It has. Um, I think, you know, with all insects, they have good years, they have bad years. Maybe, years, that's true. Right? But also, um, there is some research going on with the introduction of a parasite to control the winter moth. 
Okay, because I was just going to say, now what happens if the winter moths, if you if we start not seeing them, what is their impact on our on the ecology? I guess. Okay, is what I want. okay. They they wouldn't if there would be no impact in terms of um, the food chain because okay. they're not a native species. Actually, we got oh. them from Europe, I believe. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I wonder how they snuck over here. Isn't that interesting? Packed in someone's suitcase? Probably. Or clinging to I, a wool sweater? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's well, weird. We live in a global, you know, global society know. now, right? Um, so they're not native, and, and, and that's the problem with a lot of things that end up yeah. being pests. They're not it's native, true. so we don't have the predators and parasites that would normally feed on them. Hmm. So there is some research going on out of UMass with uh, Dr. Joe Elkington, and I think George Betna is involved in that too. And they have um, released a parasite into some places. And Interesting. So far, it's looking like it may be helping. So I suppose the impact they have on our um, ecology is the fact, I mean, the reason we might want to get rid of them is because they defoliate the trees? That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the... They So let's back it up just a second. We were just talking about the natural history. Yes, so sorry. Yossi and the adults come out in the winter, and they're only out for a few weeks. They come out, they breed. The female will then lay eggs, a small clutch of them, Okay, usually in the back of a tree or in leaf litter. Um, or who knows, maybe they're leaving them on the back of my building. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and, then, uh, and then the female dies. That's the end of her life at that point. Man. I know it's rough, isn't it? That is it? not a very exciting life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you get one moment of bliss and then you're and dead. And then you're done. <laughs> Jeez. And your kids wreak havoc. <laughs> they do. That's right. And you're not around to get after That's them. That's right. Stop that. Man. So then when the, um, when the eggs hatch and, and, you, and you get the caterpillars, they come out in the summer, that is what is defoliating the trees. Hmm. Now... I have been out, I used to do a, the program got canceled, I don't do it anymore, but um, with the North American Amphibian Monitoring Project, we would go out four times during frog breeding season to monitor what we were hearing, how many we thought there were, what the species were, et cetera, et cetera. And there were times when we thought it was raining. Wow. Oh, because you hear the munching. And it wasn't raining. We think it was them pooping. Oh, what we lovely. were hearing was their droppings. I prefer to think of them <laughs> chewing in the leaves. Because I remember the great gypsy moth. Yes, right. Whatever you yep. want to call it. You know, um, infestation in the 80s. And, I, you know, I was a country kid. I grew up in, in rural New Hampshire. And we would walk barefoot and whatever. And right. you just, it was so disgusting. Oh, They were right. like, they would literally rain oh, down the trees yes. on you. And you could not walk barefoot in the street because they were everywhere. Yeah. And, oh, so gross. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's what I remember though. You could, yeah. if you sat outside, you could hear them literally destroying your trees, yeah, munching on your trees. It's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So this caterpillar will um, get in and destroy the buds. Okay. Two. Yep. Aww. So that's part of the problem. Hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking now about my neighbor's tree because my neighbors have a beautiful aspen um, in their backyard, which typically only drives me crazy in the fall when other leaves fall on our side, <laughs> on our porch. Right. And they right. tend to fall on our porch, which is fine because I love the tree. But it, it didn't, it didn't, 
Um, it, it, the foliage wasn't as big this year. It didn't yeah. bloom as, as beautiful as it usually does. Yeah. And when it did, the leaves did fall. They fell very early. I felt like they were falling all summer. That's right. So That's right. I'm now, now. now, this is an interesting thing. Um, our colleague, Dan McAlpine, who does the Ipswich Chronicle, is working on a story about the winter moths. But one of the things that he's going to talk about is that a lot of things have weakened our trees, oh, not just the okay. winter moth. There's been drought, yep. for one thing, that's and true. that's taken a huge toll. Yeah. And so what you have happening is trees can maybe survive one thing, but when you have a series of things happening to them, yeah. that's when you would have high immortality. Mm, that's a shame. I noticed this fall, the, the colors were not... I didn't think were as spectacular as they have been. And they came, they seem to come very, very late. Yep. And, yep. and a lot of trees were already bare by yep. the time some of the leaves started to turn. Because I kept kind of thinking, isn't it late? Where's fall? It should be here by now. Yes. And it, it was just, a very strange yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, so, um, so the winter moth, obviously, it is a problem. There isn't too much that the average person can do about it. But at least this research that's being done at UMass and probably in other places too sounds promising hmm. and, and we'll see where that goes. Right. Now you said there's no natural predator for the winter moth but we do know that there is at least a few predators. <laughs> and if you go to our website you, you will see at least one. You will see at least one. <laughs> um, my kitten tinfoil, every time I took her out on the patio she would eat at least a half dozen winter moths. Has she put on weight? Are they fattening? <laughs> she, no, apparently not. Okay, well, that's good. But she's only eight months old, so. Um, she burns it off. <laughs> she was jumping up and catching them, flying and everything. It was great. Yeah, I have an eight-year-old cat that's pretty good at that, too. She yeah. loves bugs. She yeah. will probably eat something that will hurt her one day. She just, yeah, she likes to trap them. She likes to chase them. Yep. And she's pretty good at it. Well, they're really fun. They're fun to chase. <laughs> know, they you know? And then, and she will eat them. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. So that is too funny. Well, I have a feeling that uh, there are lots of insects, their pupa live in the ground before okay. they emerge at the, as the adult that we know yeah. and, and see normally. And those get preyed upon by all sorts of things. Sure. Birds, yeah. turkeys, we had been talking about that, right? Uh, small mammals. So I'm sure that some of the winter it's moth... It's amazing they survive. I know, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that some of the winter moth pupae are, are you know, probably being eaten yeah. right. by birds or small mammals. How long do they hang out? How long will people see winter moths? They're only here for a few weeks. Generally oh, okay. speaking, like four weeks, I would say. Mm-hmm. I usually see them around about Thanksgiving or a little bit after, and they usually gone by Christmas. Oh, okay. So, so get out there and look quick if you want to see. Yeah. And they're not really, they're not like mosquitoes. So when you say they're, they're you know, kind of a pest, they're just sort of on your screens, on your houses. That's they're right. Not, yeah. They're yeah. not going to bite or attack or carry oh, off your no. small animals or anything. No, no, <laughs> no that's okay. right. Not at all. Not at all. And Not tinfoil anyway. <laughs> no, that's right. She's got it covered. And I don't think that they're going to do anything if they get into your house. Yeah. I had a few of them get into my, they didn't last long, but I had a few get in my house. This, yeah, I'm this, sure yeah. we have our houses. Because they hover around the lights and then when you open the door, it's like anything else. Yeah. Because, you know, right. in then. So I think at this point we need to take a break. <gasps> oh, good heavens. Yes, we do. We need to take our commercial break. Hang out with us, and we will be right back with Wendell in the Wild. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Thanks for sticking with us. You are listening to Wendell in the Wild with Wendell Waters and myself, Chris Stevens, and we are talking about winter moths. Yes. In case you didn't know it, we have winter moths. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, if you live someplace where you have not had the opportunity to see them, you can go to uh, the Wendell in the Wild Facebook page, and you can go to Wicked Local, and you can see photos. Uh, some of the photos that I've put up, I have photos of females, which, as we mentioned earlier, are very small. They don't mm-hmm. have wings in the sense that we normally would have them. I have males, and I also have a male and female mating. Okay. Are we allowed to put that up online? <laughs> Is that like insect porn or anything? Are we going to get in trouble for that? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see what the FCC comes okay. down with. <laughs> if um, we offend you, we're very, very sorry. <laughs> but the way they do it, and you will see this with many kinds of bugs, um, I've seen it with beetles and all kinds of moths. They back into each other, right? So I could see the- that with bees because you wouldn't want to mess that up. <laughs> right. They back into each other. I call them bum bumpers. Um, and that's how they, and that's how they so mate. They mate. Okay. Yes. In fact, one time, and I wish I'd gotten video of this, I didn't. Um, there was a female who apparently had had enough and she was walking and she was dragging the male along behind her. I'm not sure what was going on there, but yeah. So you can go Breaking and... Breaking up is hard to do. <laughs> you can go on and see uh, and see those photos. We'll have those available. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so were there, were there any other questions that you had about the winter moth? No, I don't think there. It was just sort of a whole new category for me. I, I am, you know, aware of uh, summer moths because they're everywhere and they are a pain in the neck. Um, but I, the winter no- moss, when I heard you and Dan discussing and I thought, oh, those are those little bugs that are hanging outside my backyard. That's right. Yeah, That's I, right. I was, they really just weren't even on my radar. I didn't know what they were at all. So I find them a little bit, you know, very fascinating. Well, you'll have to go home now and see if you see the female. Yes. Yeah. Because those I'm, I'm yeah, I'm not sure. And they don't, they don't tend to move a lot. They do crawl up the building, but once they find a spot they like, they just kind of stay there. Huh. So it's easy to miss them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. But if you look closely, you'll, you'll see that, you know, they have like what I call the little moth head of hair, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'll go and see if I can find them. And if I can, I will take some photos and add them. And yes, add them we'll, we'll add them to yeah. the gallery. Absolutely. Yeah. And listeners, if you have photos of the winter moth that you'd like us to put up, uh, go ahead and send them. You can email them to wendellinthewild at gmail.com. Now, uh, this summer... Keep your eyes peeled for the caterpillar. Again, it's kind of nondescript. Okay. It's a small green caterpillar, but it has a whitish line going down both sides of its body. Well, that sounds vaguely familiar. Mm-hmm. I've seen those. Yes. Okay. And that would be the winter moth. Oh. Right. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Okay. This summer. And if you can, get your cat to eat them. <laughs> And get photos. <laughs> yeah, get yes, photos, yes, please. <laughs> yes. So now the next thing that we're going to be talking on Wend- talking about on Wendell in the Wild is squirrels. Squirrels. This is one of those things people they love them or they hate them. Love them or they hate them. Most people are not particularly fond of squirrels. Right. Right. I have a love hate relationship with them. I, I, I both. They 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 can be a problem. And yeah. We, and and we will get into that. Yep. And yes. so if you have any questions about squirrels or funny photos or squirrel stories that you would love to share, please, yes, um, yeah, send them in. Send Any them. interesting interactions you've had? Yeah, absolutely. Send them in and we will talk about them on the air. 
And in the meantime, we want to wish everybody happy holidays. Yes, have a very season. happy holiday. It's still Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. That's Merry right. Christmas. Kwanzaa. We'll cover them all. Yes. And um, enjoy enjoy the season. And we'll see you probably in the new year. Yes. I would say. Thanks for listening. Take care. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.